podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? You're now listening to this Nomics podcast. I hope you had a great week. Usually, this is when I tell you to listen to the previous podcast, but it's it's out of date, <laughs> and that's because of the speed that things have transpired in in the last couple of weeks in the world of politics. And usually, people know my podcast drop Monday midnight, but this time I said, "Nah, we're gonna know who the next prime minister is." Like will have a good indication of who the next Prime Minister is going to be around Monday afternoon, Monday um, early evening. So let me delay the pod by a day. So yeah, we're going to be talking about what happened to Liz Trust, the Tory short leadership can, um, campaign, sorry, contest even, and what to expect from Rishi Sunak. And yeah, discussing a few things I've been seeing flying around Rishi Sunak, which I find a bit odd but yeah let's get cracking hi guys mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's late yo what's going on people we're talking politics today and the last time i recorded a pod <laughs> the last time it was regarding mr kwasi kwateng being fired right so kwasi kwateng chancellor for about 38 days under Liz Trust was a sacrificial lamb after their economic plan literally blew up in flames, which was unfunded tax cuts, just to re um, to re remind the people them. It was the abolition of the abolition of the forty five percent top rate tax, and that is any penny above one hundred and fifty thousand pounds, you pay forty five percent. They said, "Yep, that tax rate is gonna go. That tax ban is gonna go." 1% reduction in income tax, so the basic rate of tax going from 20% to 1%. Freezing, removing the freeze on alcohol duty. Uh, what else was there? Oh, reversing the social and healthcare levy, which was the increase in national insurance. Um, removing the bankers, the cap of bankers bonuses, um, amongst others. Oh, IR35, repealing that. And it was just a bunch of unfunded tax cuts, right? Obviously, the markets, they weren't happy with that. It was just bad business because I figured, hold on, bro. How are you going? You're not borrowing for this. No, 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 no. It's not making no sense. We saw the markets react terribly. We saw the pound get smacked up against the dollar. I remember once one day it reached as low as one pound got to... One dollar and three cents. That's the lowest. It's, that was the lowest it's been ever. I think now it's hovering around the one dollar twelve, one dollar eleven mark since then. We saw the pension market on the brink. The Bank of England had to interfere. We saw the IMF speaking. It was really, really embarrassing. So what happened? There was a series of U-turns, and then eventually, Liz Trust offered Kwasi Kwarteng as a sacrifice. Pardon me. And it was interesting because people were like, 
obviously on my social media, of course, um, my majority, the overall majority of my followers and my network is people, is black Caribbeans, black Africans and other ethnic minorities. A lot of people are all typical of them to sacrifice the ethnic minority. And I was like, usually I agree, but um, he was very, very bad in his in, in what he did. He was an awful chancellor. And Liz Truss can't fire herself. Well, lo and behold, he was replaced by Jeremy Hunt, who was the former healthcare secretary. And he basically took a different approach to what Liz Truss but we want economic growth now. We want to cut low taxes. He kind of, he basically reversed everything. The only things that Jeremy Hunt did not U-turn on, it did not reverse, were the items that already have had, already been put in writing. So the stamp duty stuff, as well as the national insurance reversal, which come into play early November. Everything else got reversed. Literally everything. And he was speaking in more on austerity measures. And then everybody was like, this woman can't govern. She can't govern. Like, you've lost authority, complete and utter authority. There was a good 16 MPs that came out saying she has to go. It was mad. It was mad. It was mad. And it's funny because all the things that happened with Liz Truss and Kwasi Carter's economic plan, like, it wasn't like nobody said it was going to happen. I know I did. And more importantly, Rishi Sunak did. And it kind of made Rishi Sunak look even better. And one of the first signs that she was going to be in the mud was the Tory party conference. And quite a lot of high-profile Tories MPs stayed away from it. Like, we didn't see Rishi Sunak there, for example. Cool. And anyway, I think it was a good... I think it was a Friday I saw Liz Truss announcing a press conference on 30th. That's it. Don't tell me that she's resigning. And lo and behold, Liz Truss resigns. Um, at least she showed a speck of um, humility and shame, because we know Boris, the right was on the wall for Boris for a good year and he fought on. But Liz Truss has more honour than Boris and she just said, listen, yeah, it's, it's a myth. I got, um, <laughs> I got us a goal. So, and it was interesting because she did meet the chairman of the 1922 committee and that's um, like the people um, who like, who determine like the rules of the Conservative Party and they're the people that you go to to kind of remove an MP. I mean, uh, uh, Prime Minister or the leader of the party so, and they tried, Dan and Trick tried to say, oh, it's just a routine meeting. Everybody's like, mm, no, it's not. And what did they come out with? There will be a new leader in a week. They didn't want a drawn out leadership contest like before. MPs will have to get at least 100 nominations. And then if there's like multiple 100 nominations, it will then go to a member vote. And they wanted it to be like a digital thing and they're still working on that. Now, who were the people involved? Well, Ben Wallace declared him, ruled himself out. Jeremy Hunt ruled himself out. Um, he said he did say before he has no um, appetite to lead. So who does that leave? Penny Mordaunt, Rishi Sunak, and Boris Johnson. It was interesting because you don't know that I've said that um, that Dominic Cummings believed that my man was trying to get back in the mixer. <laughs> and lo and behold, he was. And what's so ironic about the Boris Johnson part of this is that my man was on a holiday in the Caribbean, fam. He was on a holiday, so typical of him. He was on holiday as his party was on fire and he came out early to say, yo, I might be able to, do you know what I'm saying? Become part of Prime Minister. So over the weekend, it was a scramble to get endorsements. 
and publicly Rishi Sunak had by far the most. Um, second was Boris Johnson, and then third, in addition, third was um, Penny Morden. And I was like, I can't believe that Boris Johnson is going to be the guy. Um, so Boris Johnson can't can't claim that they had a hundred like near enough hundred people, and some people weren't as sure of of that because um, of do you know what I mean? Like, mm, I don't know, bro. Why is it not public? You lot have had about 50, 40 people public. You're saying you got over 100. Uh, but apparently it is true. Um, I saw something about um, from the... Okay, I can't remember. But I saw something today that said, oh, that might be true. But Boris eventually... And it was so interesting because you had so many people backing Boris. And when I searched like the names of Boris and... Rishi and Co. just to see what the, the temperature's like. A lot of like popular conservative political commentators with tens of thousands of followers, they were still for Boris. Boris is still very popular. Boris is still very popular with the members. <coughs> and I find that absolutely fascinating because he was an absolute train wreck. And he brought the Conservative Party into this dispute. And the reason why the Conservative Party are in this mess is because of Boris Johnson in the first place. Because he had to be removed. And the reason why it's very likely they're going to lose the next election is because of Boris Johnson. You get it? And he's still under um, investigation. Um, from, I think it's from the Standards Committee about lying to Parliament. And if he's found guilty, he could be suspended. So I'm like, bro, you got bigger fish to fry than this. Anyway, it came late Sunday that um, he came out and his people came out and said, yeah, um, Boris is choosing not to run. Um, he had enough votes, but he's sure that two-thirds of the party are seriously against him and it would be impossible to govern. Damn right. Tories were, someone Tories were losing their shit because <clears throat> you know how bad it makes them look to the electorate? This guy who messed up so many things, lied on so many occasions, we had to oust. We're bringing him back in. Nah, 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 nah. So where did that leave us? That left us with Rishi Sunak versus Penny Morden. Now, Rishi Sunak, um, this was just before the announcement, he had like over 180 public endorsements, which is over half of the 350 um, Conservative MPs. Penny Morden barely had 50, and then eventually she conceded leaving Rishi Sunak as Prime Minister. Now, it's interesting because of the attitudes around Rishi, which I'm going to get into. Like, and this is from reading people's tweets, people, and this is quite a lot of it. Do let me not say that. There's some things from people who are loosely, who are loosely interested in politics, which is forgivable because obviously if you don't follow things you might not know, you just kind of follow the narrative, which, do you know what I mean? It's just life. We all do it. And there's from actual Conservative Party members. I've seen big Conservative accounts saying they would rather have a general election and lose than let Rishi govern. What? I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. They call him a backstabber. Because what happened to Boris? Boris had to go. Boris had to go. And anybody who stayed in that cabinet under Boris Johnson was putting themselves and the party to disrepute. He had to go. The, um, the sexual um, assault scandal was the final straw. You, you can't beat, I'm sorry. He had to go. I don't know why these men are acting like... <coughs> Until I didn't see all Boris's misdemeanors. They were saying that, oh, they don't like Rishi because he's a chancellor that's borrowed the most and raised taxes. Okay, 
you all listen to Dysonomics. You know, Dysonomics, we don't do the narrative thing. We speak on reality, right? And I'm a big fan of, first of all, I'm, I'm not a conservative voter. I never have been. And I never will be. I despise them. And their current um, immigration policies are inhumane and disgusting. However, I do not believe in capping on people that you don't like. Especially the conservatives. You don't need to cap. They've done so many things wrong. You don't need to lie. When people mention the borrowing from Rishi Sunak, why did they fail to mention it was a global pandemic? The economy was at its worst it's ever been in 300 years of recording. Everything was shut. Schools shut. Hospitals damn near shut. Restaurants, businesses, churches, libraries. People couldn't go to work. Hence the furlough scheme. Like everybody was on standstill because of the pandemic. And the good thing from that government was like furlough and things things of that ilk and the support it gave to businesses to try to keep them afloat. And even with billions and billions of support, <coughs> some businesses never recovered. Some families have never recovered. So what did they so what did they want him to want um, the Chancellor to do? Just send the country into complete abyss. And especially the Tories who always preach responsible responsible economics balancing the books of course tax is going to have to increase money there's no magic monetary things cost peas bro there's a big black hole in the public finances do you know like that it was obvious when, he, when you're spending 300 billion where do you think the money is going to come from so to say that is completely misleading and completely out of line and what I find so funny is because under Liz Trust they're so happy to borrow and to borrow to what ends? Unfunded borrowing to give tax cuts to people who have the most money. That's fine. But borrowing to keep the UK economy and its people alive, it's not fine. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Also, the thing that Rishi's a billionaire. No, he's not. His wife, who I did a pod on uh, a few months ago regarding her non-domicile status, um, is the one with the money, got the majority of the money. She's damn near worth over $700 million or pounds because she has 1% stake in her dad's massive IT company and her dad's a billionaire. Now, Rishi's got money. He used, to, he used to be part of hedge funds or whatnot. Not to say he's a pauper or anything. He's got bare money, but it's not 700 million. That's his wife. When, do, when, did, we, when did we start calling people... When do we start attributing people's wealth to their spouses? When did this happen? It's just egregious. So, yeah. So, the things I'm seeing around Rishi, I think it's unfair. And I just, this is why I do not think he's going to win the next election because people are out to get him, really and truly. And also, they're in an impossible state. Boris and Liz Truss back to back is, 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 is hell. It's hell. It's like, I don't even know. It's like being shot. And then as you get up from being shot on the street, you get run over by a car. <laughs> Do you know what that is? It's absolute hell. So yeah, those are the things around Rishi that I think it was just big cap. How do I think Rishi's going to do? 
I think Rishi, people know that. I don't mind Rishi. I think he's very competent, very smart. He's willing to listen to people. I had um, one of my goats, one of my um, economists, um, Felicia. She works, she said that um, when she worked in the public sector before as an economist, and she said that Rishi was willing to listen. Um, he was like very, he was very um, looking for the help of people in his apartment. He's open to new ideas. And you can see that. Now, the things I don't like about Rishi, his immigration policy is sickening. It's just like the rest of them. It's just, it is completely and utterly disgusting. Views on crime. Immigration. Typical, typical. Tory opinions. Although he's not the most rightward leaning out of the Conservatives, even though he was pro-Brexit and he was a good campaigner for that, I'm not sure if if this is because to appeal to his base or um, appeal to that base of the party, but it's too much. It's disgusting. Disgusting. What can we expect from Rishi? I'm very interested to see how the economic policy is because obviously the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, the fourth Chancellor of the year, because we had Rishi, then we had Nadine Zahawi, then we had Kwasi Kwarteng, now you have Jeremy Hunt. He might get replaced as well. I wonder if they're going to continue in the vein of Jeremy Hunt or if Rishi's going to have his own ideas. And it would be interesting to be a Chancellor under Rishi Sunak because whoever the Chancellor is going to be, the Prime Minister is going to be more competent and know more than you. <laughs> Do you like that? So that's going to be super duper interesting um, to see. What I did find interesting was the shamelessness of Nadine Zahawi, who was, yo, I back Boris Johnson, then, oh no, I don't back him anymore. And then, oh, I backed George John- Boris Johnson to be the next leader. And then hours later, I backed Rishi. Big man. Stop being a whore for jobs. Stop being a whore. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's a black youngster. It was despicable. So yeah, this is where we are now. Um, Boy, by Friday, we're going to know a lot more. By midweek, we're going to know a lot more. So I'll drop a pod midweek to give y'all a bit more gist. Uh, maybe I need to get some people into politics on the pods. And yeah, man, that's where we are. This is our new... Oh, another rant. I do know what people mean when they say this, but it still annoys me because it's not true. You do not elect a prime minister. We have never elected a prime minister. We haven't. Prime minister, aka the leader of whatever party, has always been elected and chosen by the party itself. The party in terms of the MPs in the party and and also the official members of that party. When you go to vote in the next general election, unless you're in Yorkshire and Rishi Sunak is your local MP, you're not going to see Rishi Sunak and Keir Starmer and them man on your ballot. It's going to be the name of your local MP. You vote for your local MP. And the, the party with the most MPs is the government. If they have a small minority, then they have a minority government. They'll have to create a coalition with somebody else to form a government. And if they have enough seats, like Boris did in 2019, then they have the government. And then Boris was the prime minister. So to say that, I didn't vote for this. No, you didn't. And you were never going to anyway. 
<laughs> you're never going to anyway. That's just not how it works. But what I do understand is the fact that we've had three prime ministers in like six months. That's ridiculous. There should be a general election at this point. Although that might cause more instability, I don't know, but the Conservatives have shown nothing short of pure unbridled incompetence. Although I think that they finally got a competent leader. I thought Theresa May was competent. I don't think she was great. She's not, I'm not a fan of her politics. She was competent. David Cameron, competent. Boris Johnson and Liz Truss are both incompetent and we've seen what's happened with them two in charge. As it stands, if there was a general election, Labour will might actually wipe out the Conservatives. So Rishi's got his work cut out. He's got two years to balance the economy and try to ensure that he wins the next general election. But of course, you know, on this next podcast, we'll get into that as the days, weeks, months and years go by. Yeah, people, listen, any questions, hit me up. Until midweek, peace and blessings. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.